Hello and welcome to the music Fuck him up. Yeah, fuck him up, Buttercup. Is my audio okay, by the way? You sound yeah, great. you sound fine. Mike, you sound a little um like distant yeah, or robotic. I sound like ass. Alright. Alright, how about now? Ah! <laughs> Much better. <laughs> microphone fell. Well, welcome back to the music smoothie, everyone. We're awaking uh the dead today. We're gonna dig him up. Because it's right before Halloween. We already had our Halloween episode. So let, let, today we're just going to like do a regular episode, but we're going to pretend like it's a Halloween episode, right? I'm spooky. Hey, Future Laz here. See, this was very clearly recorded around the beginning of our journey because, yeah, now I know much better than to date these things like that. Uh, like, oh, yeah, this was uh, right before Halloween. Ha ha ha. No, it's coming out mid-November. Uh, get fucked, past me. So, yeah, that's how it, how it be sometimes. Enjoy the rest of this episode, and hopefully I don't have to shit on it anymore. Yeah, we're all a bunch of uh, uh, spooks. Um... Uh, what the... <laughs> yeah, look at this frightening man. He's full of pus. <laughs> Pop me out like a pimple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Billy, I guess you're going up first tonight. Uh, what do you got for us? You didn't even introduce us. Yeah, we I... it's... We're three... have to introduce us. There's three of us. My God. All right. Well, so... so tonight we got Billy, as always. Hi, I'm introduced. And we got our good friend Olaf from Sweden. From Iceland, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Same difference. It's all the same. Yeah. It's not American. <laughs> it's not American. Exactly. There's America, and then there's the rest of the world, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Well, this boy here, he's an American, but we're going to have him anyway. I love freedom. I love guns. And I love my sister. Red, I love red white, and blue. Because my flag oh. is also red, white, and blue. Jesus I Christ. still love my sister, though. Great. Well, you can do that after the show. Yeah, yeah. On, <laughs> I'll call her up. Bill Bob, you don't have to fuck your sister on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. <laughs> what can I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> We've derailed this podcast long enough yeah, for incest. We're, we're leaving that in. <laughs> All right, All um, right, Billy, what do you got? Well, today we're going to be listening to Horse the Band. This is going to be a fun opener uh, to wake us all up. Horse the Band is uh, one of my favorites, to be honest. I've been listening to them since I was 18. I remember being in my Spanish class, and we were just not doing anything me and this other guy sitting next to me um and we weren't paying attention to the substitute teacher and i gave him my phone and i had my like earplugs or uh, not my earplugs but my earbuds i was like listen to this and he starts headbanging in the middle of spanish class and 
well, this is just such a fun uh, band. Um, it's so uh, it's a little bit more. It's a little different. Maybe I mean I'm I'm sure there's plenty of other bands who do something similar to this, but I've what they are known for colloquially. I've said that I butchered that word is um, Nintendo Core. I don't know if you guys have heard of this this fun little subgenre, but um, they don't like to be referred to as uh, Nintendo Core. But of course, they are referred to as Nintendo Core. They have the little fun eight bit sounds in there uh, that go along with their um, you know the metalcore music. And it adds a whole fun, a whole slew of sounds that go along in the song. So, you know, it, it just adds like more f frenetic energy to an already fast-paced song. Um, we'll we'll get into it, but I do have a little bit more to say about them afterwards, about this album, and just about like who they are as a band. But uh, this is Horse the Song by Horse the Band. Giddy up. Giddy up, boys. Lots Yeehaw. of horses. Yeehaw. That is something that happens a lot as a Horse the Band enthusiast. Uh, <laughs> uh, what happened? When, a different song. Uh, when you try to search for Horse the Band, a lot of the time, the first thing that comes up is a shitty artist called horses. Band of Horses. What? Band of Horses, yeah. I, I had an ex who loved that band. <laughs> yeah, fuck them, dude. <laughs> they have a pretty. They have a few good songs. Yeah, I don't mind Band of Horses. They're they're more the, like the uh, funeral. The funeral is a good song. Yeah, they're, they're more indie. Uh, they're certainly not like Horse the Band. <laughs> I didn't hear any 8-bit sounds in there. So. No. Fuck them. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Mute. i 
That was Horse the Song by Horse the Band. Um, just such a fun cacophony of, you know, the that like that metal guitars and the electronic sounds and eight bit noises. So uh, so good, especially with that voice over top. I love this. Um, I I also love that they know they something that can be difficult, especially with this kind of genre is a lot of people taking themselves very seriously. I like it when it's a little bit more just fun and just having fun with the music. Um, I think they do know when to take themselves seriously and when not to. Um, I think there's plenty of elements in that this song that do a little bit of both. Obviously, this is called Horse the Song. Um, and uh, they're Horse the Motherfucking Band. Um, and if you go back a little bit into their first albums, you'll see plenty of songs that are definitely meant to not be being taken seriously. Songs about them screaming about pizza and they want their pizza. Songs about them talking about Teenage Ninja Turtles. Songs about them talking about Birdo and relating that to childhood trauma with eggs. Um, just tons of songs about of something saw songs manatine about you know being a teenager and wanting to kill yourself so uh definitely a lot of variety there in the topics um and i i like the theme of this uh, album particularly this was their last album um which is about like them when they were touring um and them just kind of like trying to be uh, trying to tour and being a bigger band, but also still feeling like they are like they're living at that top while they're touring, but they're really like living like they're really poor, honestly. And you really wouldn't know that unless you were. I remember being 18, following them on Facebook and everything, and just seeing like they're they were really living in squander, just going to hotel to hotel. And not really having that much money so it's really interesting for them for something like that to be even hinted about in this song and how they're just still going because of their passion for music i love that shit. i love this band um they just released a new ep earlier this year um because they had a long hiatus between 2013 to recently and it's called my fault it definitely does not sound like this but they've definitely evolved a little bit, and I still think they sound great. Um, so, sorry to talk so long, but this is just such a good band. I feel like it brings so much to talk about, so much to the table. Um, so, what did you think, Les? Well, uh, I thought of, um, the other kind of shitposty um, subgenre they're, they're known as is like uh, uh, Pizza Core, you know, just jokingly, uh, in addition to <laughs> Nintendo Core. <laughs> it was, so I thought it was funny you brought up the pizza songs. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. Um, in terms of the band, I um, I never really got into them. So I um, I've heard a couple of their songs, and I've I've uh, I've liked what I've heard, like you know, like passively. But this was this was uh, uh, this one was pretty good. I liked this one. Um, it was. Um, so uh, you know, there's like dozens of like metal subgenres, right? Well, I feel like they boil down to there's two types of metal. There's um, there's 
really uh, harsh, dissonant, and then there's melodic. And I feel like this um, kind of juggles the two, but it leans towards melodic, especially with the, um, you know, the synth effects, the keyboards, you know. Um, I feel like it, it was um, definitely a, an interesting um, s- song. I, I want to say package, because it doesn't really feel uh, totally like a song. It feels like, and this is going to sound like, uh dismissive or um derogatory but it's not like it sounds like a it's like a um like a machine almost like it's got like these um you know it's got all its cogs and wheels and it uh kind of j- just um cranks out the hits i can see where you're coming from with that because this song doesn't really have a chorus you know it it, it very much is going from one like set piece to the next throughout the entire song so it, it really it does feel like that kind of machine uh package of just like churning out the entire like production uh going from one place to the uh, next playing as many different notes as possible um and i, I yeah I, I definitely agree with i i find this very melodic I tend to listen to more melodic metal than, you know, the more harsher stuff. Oh, what did no, you I, think? Oh, oh I was, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you know, I, I, I can fuck with some black metal, but, uh, you know, this, I, I, I do love melodic too. So, What did you think, Olaf? Uh, I feel that this song fits right in with the... Um with that sort of scene scene style screamo music with the the nintendo core because it had some like 8-bit and then went over into more metal as as the song progressed uh i'm not such a big fan of screamo music but i i really did enjoy the enjoy the the like the chip tune aspects of the song, and it's very typical of the era. You said this was released in 2013, so they they were pretty late to that uh, with this song, at least. But it also reminded me of like Crystal Castles and 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 all of this like chaotic chip tune or like nostalgic music that was very popular at at that time uh, and i really enjoyed it because that was probably my favorite type of music during that time uh, so i really enjoyed this song a lot the screaming and the the anxiety and the like and and all that that w- that it was portraying throughout the song i felt that it was um I don't know I, it fit well, and yeah, I'm, this is probably a song I'm gonna listen to again afterwards. I liked it. Nice, nice. Uh, I, there's plenty of other. Uh, I think that this one's the screaming is a lot more bearable in this one. Um, so if you're, you know, um, into in and not really into that, there are some songs I would say like just be careful like there's plenty of really good songs that like still have like 
those like non-screaming elements, but there are plenty of songs that do have those screaming elements that might be a little bit more inaccessible. Um, I definitely say like um, the Mechanical Hands, one of my favorite albums. This song's Desperate Living. This from the album Desperate Living. This album's one of my favorites. Um, the A Natural Death is so good and it has um, a lot of um, a lot of hits that I think are really good. But then a lot of other songs that aren't as good. But I think if you are into those like non-screaming elements, the startling secret of Super Sapphire is, you know, really good for that. And New York City is really good for that. Um, and last thing I wanted to say was I um, they started in 2003 with the R. Borlax album. So they would have been like perfect for that like time. They they kept going like so they they were probably, you know, a little bit more fundamental to helping with that, like the electronic beats and everything. I don't really know like much about how, how fundamental they were, but I think that would have been a good time period for, for that. And also, I don't know really when desperate living did come out. It's weird. The um, Spotify says 2000, nine for the deluxe edition and then says 2013 for the album whatever mm. it's uh 2009 okay so spotify just lied to me 2009 was a peak for scene screamo with the uh, nintendo core music like that was like the peak for that type of music, I would say. Yeah, I think Spotify got them backwards. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, yeah, you said a, a lot of stuff about Horse the Bib. Um, Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was probably like 10 minutes right there. <laughs> save, us, save us from Billy's ranting. All right. I'm going to play a song by Panchico. Uh, Panchico was a band that this song was recorded in the year 2000 uh, but it wasn't discovered until 2016 by some anonymous user on 4chan who had found the this random CD at his local uh, record store in Nottingham in the UK and then they you know like people liked it a lot and they were like oh wh- who who made this song who made this album and turns out that they they found the people who made it and sure enough it was recorded in the year 2000 and now they're actually doing live shows so this this song is uh called death metal from the album called death metal but it's it is not death metal Thank you. 
So that was uh, Panchico with the Death Metal from the pretty obscure album Death Metal. Uh, same, it's the first track on the album that was released in the year 2000, but it wasn't really discovered until 2016. It had only been released in like I think they they uh, printed 40. CDs back in the day and uh, just gave it out to friends and families and, and stuff like that uh, but it's it's a it's a pretty good album uh, I'd recommend everyone to listen to it it's nowadays it's available on Spotify so you can go listen to it but uh, yeah it, I it, it feels like it was kind of going with that nostalgia that a lot of music is doing nowadays with vaporwave and and stuff with that, but they they did it back when it was actually not nostalgic. It was just current when they released it. It was just music of the time. Yeah, so so I, I think it's um it's a very interesting album to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So what well, what did Billy? What did you think about this song? Um, I love the story behind this song. Um, just uh, about like how <laughs> it's so funny how like uh, you know like 4chan Mew takes something and they just eventually found the artist who produced this. Um, it's so funny how the internet can like really <laughs> inspire people to do so many things to like find something like this. Uh, that takes so much effort, and I don't know where people get the time to do something like that at the same time it's not only funny but it's also a little horrifying because the effort for the effort that can be good for some things like this can be awful for other things but um i definitely thought this was a pretty good uh pretty good song i love the idea of how it was current then and nostalgic now um it, it adds the extra layer to this song that i think makes it even more nostalgic because you know it was something that they were just that that instead of just playing something at this moment and making trying to make it sound like that they were literally borrowing those elements and it makes it so much more even genuine um that like the, all those elements are taken so well like you really feel with the the um the vocals feel so like reminiscent. I'm thinking of like so many, so many artists that like sound like this, but I can't even put my like thoughts on who I'm thinking of right now. Um, and I think like in the last episode, I was bringing up the idea of like contrasting, you know, vocals with the sounds having like, you know, uh, having higher or more frenetic vocals and having lower lower energy pace songs or vice versa it's kind of funny here that we've had like horse the band which is more frenetic vocals more frenetic instrumentation and then here again like the same kind of idea lower energy vocals and lower energy song um instrumentation in the background 
I think it works really well. It's a very cool, um, smooth song, easy to digest. Just uh, try not to fall asleep because you're relaxing so heavy. Uh, Billy, I think you're the only one at, in danger of falling asleep at all times. Yeah, don't worry. I have my CPAP now. <laughs> very good. All right, Laz, what do you think about the song? Me, I, this is right up my alley. I, I love a lot of, um, especially uh, 90s, um, you know, like um, 90s indie rock, alternative um, turntablism, you know, like uh, big uh, DJ shadow guy. So just like, this is like a, a fusion of all those things, but in a way that doesn't seem like, forced or overproduced it just it's just a natural thing that happened and then you know we're lucky in that it got you know put in this little time capsule and then you know we we got it recently where it actually makes more of a difference than it would have back then i think so yeah i i i like the track i like the story i think it's a it's a great total package and i'm here for it speaking of dj shadow do you think that introducing would have been so influential if it came out today rather than 94 well i mean that's, that's wait it came out in 98 96 i believe 96 all right well i was <laughs> right in between well i mean it's it's hard to tell like um i listened to um i guess i'm gonna name drop but i listened to um no dogs in space and uh they argued that punk didn't really get big in the u.s until grunge because grunge is um supposedly derivative of punk so they're saying they say that like nirvana is the big the first big you know quote-unquote punk band of the u.s so yeah well when when punk became big in in the uk america responded with um the ramones and the ramones Ramones came out first before I, I, Sex Pistols? No. Yes. yes. They what did? Yeah. Time to use Google. We got resources. <laughs> well, you know, Ramon's first <laughs> album came out after, you know, but that's not what it's all about. <laughs> I, the graphics. I, I always thought that the Ramones kind of sucked in comparison to the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols were... I didn't like them either, to be honest. Well, I mean, just... this, And this is going to sound a little preachy, but they are anathema to everything that punk is. They were like a boy band. You know, they were... uh, Producer put them together and said, okay, you're the the Sex Pistols. Uh, Put a guitar on your your little baby chest and, and pretend to play. And, you know, the Ramones, they were real guys and in, in, uh, from Queens who are really out there and you know like oh you're right uh, Sex Pistol dropped their first album in 77 and uh, uh, Sex Pistol dropped their first album in 77 and Ramones dropped their first in well they were formed in 74 yeah and but, they, um... but Ramones was a uh, response to the punk wave that was happening in, in the UK. I don't think you could 
Yeah, well, it's hard to quantify that because a lot of early punk was was never recorded. It was very performative, um, and of course, you know that's that's a it's a whole different. Uh, I, we could talk about this for hours, but <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, I think regardless of your thoughts or review on each band. You can't argue that they weren't all very influential. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the bottom line. And I mean, the, whether you like the Ramones or not, they were very influential. And um... well, yeah, uh, the Ramones is one of the most important bands of all time. Uh, I just happen to think that they kind of sucked. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna take that away from them that they were important for the punk scene you suck but you're still valid <laughs> yeah well they inspired other bands to to make better music and better punk well uh, at least they they can't uh, get roasted by this because they're all dead now no really all of the ramones are dead and that's how you know they're a real punk band are all of them dead they're all dead they're gonna haunt me in my dreams tonight yeah, they were pretty racist as well, so that's uh, probably for the best. I think, well, I mean, Johnny was racist, but the rest of them were good. They were I good think Joey was racist as well. Didn't you Joey, talk about Joey's a sweet... Uh, Joey... Uh, okay, that's not a good... Okay. Well, he... I, I think he's... Um, he, he was a, a, a liberal boy from Queens. A little Jewish boy. I don't, I don't think he was racist. Oh wait, he died before nine eleven. What a nerd! He didn't even experience nine eleven. <laughs> what a nerd! No, the last thing he did was uh, actually a cover of uh, "What a Wonderful World" before he died from cancer. Oh, he had cancer. All right, I, I'm I'm not too well researched when it comes to Ramones, because I this is gonna sound stupid, but it always. All the remote songs I've I've listened to kind of sounds like Joey has like Down syndrome when he sings. It sounds like his tongue is too big for his mouth. He's going for a specific style. He's really going for like I a. Don't um, want me buried in a dead, dead, dead. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like he doesn't. His tongue doesn't fit in his mouth. He's evoking like a fifties uh, doo wop sound. He was very big on like fifties music. And early sixties, um, right. and also, um, it, it's a it's a whole thing. Anyway, um, Marky, you guys talked like, about my tangent. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were signed by two labels between seventy two and two thousand and one, Sire and Radioactive. Yeah, I guess so. That's <laughs> um, that's not punk. A, a true punk band is signed by a two hundred. Thousand <laughs> labels. Are we going to talk about true punk now? Oh my god! Uh, let's bring out the gatekeeping. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just being an asshole for the sake of it. Oh, uh, Marky Ramone uh, for the for the for the audience. Marky Ramone is still alive, but he wasn't an original member. That's why I said they're all dead because all the original ones are dead. But you know, Marky Ramone is still alive. Okay. Amen. Is okay. I guess uh, is that all we wanted to say about that song? 
Marky Ramon will be dead by the time we move on to the next song. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a drummer. Maybe he'll overdose on heroin or something. That is a very typical thing of punk bands, though. That you know the Misfits, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, the the Misfits is pretty much like four bands at this point. They have I, they have changed every single member. Yeah, like the that's singer why they're called the Misfits. Like, so like, oh, you like the Misfits? Which Misfits do you like? I mean, they're one of the few bands where I like every phase of it. I I only like. Well, I I shouldn't say I only like, but I early like early Glenn, early stuff. Glenn Danzig era. Yeah, of course, of course, I love the Glenn Danzig, which is a fucking weird <laughs> weird guy. Yeah, he's an asshole, but yeah, the music's good. He's he takes himself way too seriously. He he does. He's so full of himself. Did you see when he got hacked on Facebook and people started saying that he eats hot dogs and <laughs> eats his own cum? <laughs> he, <laughs> he got his Facebook back up. Whoever said I eat hot dogs and my own cum, I'm going to kill you. I don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what about his own cum? <laughs> oh, shit. Got him. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Olaf. We should get moving to the next song. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. It's for your own health so you can get some sleep again. All yeah. right. Les, what you got for us? All right. I got this song. Um, this band um, was formed by uh, um, three friends in, uh, in school. And um, the rapper in this group uh is David Diggs, the guy who oh played Thomas God. Jefferson in uh, in Hamilton. And um, there's rap in this. There's rap in this. Are you ready? You're you're too white for this song. <laughs> um, I this, am. This is clipping. Oh, I like clipping. Yeah. They are an industrial hip-hop group. This is from their EP, Riggle. The song is Riggle. Can you do the chicken get swept? Can you do the chlorine gargoyle? Can you do the chicken get swept? Can you wriggle like an eel? Yeah. Hey. 
dead enough? Got the Novocaine, is it dead enough? Getting fed, what? Is it red to bust? Is it everything you thought of in your head? Trust you wanna check something, but somebody might break it for you. What you wanna break it wasn't in the conversation. You always hope to experience domination. Regular writing, you might get an ovation or orgasm, but be patient. It won't happen with no waiting. They want action, they've been chasing. You've been flashing, so ass up, don't move. Get slapped, can't run. Bring it back, tighten up, stay stretched. Make it red, make it clap, 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 clap. Clamp that mouth shut, bounce for your boy, rip for your girl, scream for your life, beg for a minute. Probably should've hollered if it wasn't what you wanted, but you got the world waiting now to prove to everybody you can show off. Show on the floor can someone help me i'm wriggling too much all right get the fuck up i'm tired of this shit i'm gonna kill this dude all right that was wriggle by clipping uh and it's i think it's funny they got started just like um doing uh uh power electronics remixes of um uh, rap songs and uh now they're they were a pretty um great uh influential hip-hop group in their own right um so uh what did you think olaf uh i really enjoyed how the vocals go in stereo so you hear them in both ears uh at the same time they're they're not in the middle at all you you're both ears is just getting completely covered with 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 the vocals and then in the middle you hear this stressful uh electronic music it's stressful it's kind of anxiety inducing in a sense 
but it's it's also relieving because the song gives you a lot of breath, like breathing room. Uh, I think it's um, I don't know I, I I really enjoyed the feelings that the the song invoked within me, but I don't. Yeah, that was it's a pretty good song, to be okay, honest. Okay. I fuck with it. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah, that uh, staccato static, that is definitely a trend in a lot of their music. And, um, yeah, I feel like they're they're great. Um, Billy, what do you think? I know you've heard this song before, but... Um, yeah, I I was I'm actually so surprised that you said I wasn't going to like the tracks that you brought. And then you play a track that I've listened to plenty of times before, and I'm just like, of course I like this. Um, yeah, I, I I really can't put my hand on where I've heard this track before. It might have been you. It might have been you know Rosie. It might have been um, on the street. It might have been while I was getting fucked in the ass. I really don't know, but um, this is a pretty pretty good track, honestly. And I I'm, I hate using the word pretty, but you know what I mean. I, I actually really like this track. Um, and he, he really brings up in my mind that I feel like it's it's difficult to quantify or and say, like, what type of hip-hop that I don't like because there is so much that I can enjoy and that I do like. And I think what this track does that's different is all the reasons I like it. I like it when you are, you know, because there's, I mean, there's so much in this genre to pick from, and I'm a little bit in over my head when I say I know that there's so many different types of rap uh, to consume, so it is a bit, you know, disingenuous to say that I don't like rap, um, but th I think that this is a very good song, if very indicative of how much this genre has to offer. Um, and you know, I, I like that you're always challenging us and bringing like that, how much that this genre has to offer, you know, with bringing like bands like death grips who has seen like so much recognition because they know that this genre has so much more to offer and they like push that and they're like, you know, always experimenting, always bringing more to the table. Um, and I, I really like that about the genre and about like this with this song in particular, I think the electronics like electronic elements to it are perfect. Um, the vocals and the, um, the sampling is, if that is sampling um, with the, is that sampling? Uh, the, the wriggle. Yeah. I don't know. I should look it up. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the electronic word not not the singer's voice but like the it, it sounds like an electronic whirring voice but um it sounds like a sampling but there's just so many like different like elements like i didn't even notice the stereo effect as weird as it sounds until olaf n mentioned it so just so much things that this song offers it's awesome so yeah oh yeah it's a sample of uh a famous power electronics band, uh, White House. 
That's so cool, honestly. That's so cool. Yeah, the original song is called uh, Wriggle Like a Fucking Eel. Okay, Billy, I guess it's you again. Uh, it's back to me. Hey! Take, take us into round two. All right, take two. Well, here's for something a little bit different. Um, so this is a band called Prussia. Um, they're very... I, I, this is this always feels weird to say. It's it feels like I'm saying this to you know be pretentious, but I'm trying not to say it to be pretentious. But this is a very obscure band. Um, the only reason I found them is because they are, the two members of this band are from the band that I've brought here before, um, which is um, it's which is Jamaican Queens. The two um the two band members, uh Ryan and Adam, they were part of this band Prussia, and then they broke up, and then they went on to do uh, Jamaican Queens, which is a band I like a lot. Um, this band is, you know, the only reason I'm bringing this when I've already brought Jamaican Queens is I feel like this band is pretty different from the track I brought, pretty different from Jamaican Queens in general. Um, this feels like a very 90s influenced band, um, and, you know, it was, uh, they were formed from the 90s, and then they went on till 2010, broke up, and then created Jamaican Queens with other members. Um, but yeah, I think you guys hopefully will like this track. Um, let me type it in real quick. You Honestly, played uh, Jamaican Queens last time, and I really enjoyed that song. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully you like this. Wait, one, I've, I should have typed it up. I usually do, but I fucked up this time. It's because you're a fucker. Yeah. I, I honestly think that something I really like of this about this track is... It has like a weird sense of humor too. It feels like it has your sense of humor, Mike. Um, which I, I guess you'll see in just a second. All right. I'm gonna hit play and hope. Blood. 
That was Die Mother of 16 Sickly Kids by Prussia. All right. What did you think, Laz? Oh, I, I did you last time first. What did you think, Olaf? It, it, it sounded very folky. Like folk, folk, punk, folk. Oh, very folky. And uh, that that's right down my alley. I like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of fuck with that song a lot. It, it sounded like Swedish, old Swedish punk. Those songs used to uh, sound just like that. And I have, I think, like four albums <laughs> with songs that sound just like that. Um, I'm not very good at explaining <laughs> why I like it. I just really liked it. I'm just glad you enjoyed it so much. I, I honestly didn't even realize that I was bringing something that felt a little bit more uh, closer to home um, in terms of like the sound that you were that you'd be looking for. So I'm that's awesome. Any song that has uh, oh, oh, oh is a good song, <laughs> in my opinion. Because I, I honestly, I fuck with that a lot. I, I, you know, agreed. I, I feel that too. It, it feels very. Uh, it, there's just like that kind of importance moment of it. It's so grand and. Uh, anyway, what do you think, Les? It, it definitely. I, I see what uh, Olaf's saying by it sounding like uh, have like like a folk uh, vibe to it. Like it, it definitely felt like uh, it was trying to really invoke that uh, eastern european or, or russian flavor felt like uh, it might have been using the um klezmer scaling which is uh, a little uh, fun <laughs> um and of course the lyrics um yeah i i can't wait uh to uh hold myself up in a little hut and uh, freeze to death myself or at least lose a couple fingers it makes it uh the song makes it seem like such a fun experience Perfect. Bring your 16 kids along. Did you have any other thoughts? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right, cool. Olaf, uh, what, what's your second track you're bringing us? So, all right, this is uh, by Kevin and the Bikes. 
So uh, of course, of course, you've been waiting to do this, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this is a track about hating your friends because they don't love Ed and then Eddie. <laughs> I'm just gonna play it, and uh, you're just gonna have to. Jesus. Motherfucker bitch. So that that was 
Kevin and the Bikes with I fucking hate my friends. They don't understand my love for the Eds by Kevin and the Bikes. It's a band based upon the Cartoon Network show Ed and Eddie. Uh, they make a lot of stupid songs, but also a lot of really good songs. I think this is actually a good, like, actually a good song. Uh, so they're talented musicians, but they just decided to make meme music to some extent. Uh, release in 2016? Or 18, something like that. It's, it's not too old. Uh, if you like it, check it out. If you don't, then you're not missing out. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I think there's better music out there. But yeah, it's a pretty good song. Uh, let's see. What, what did Lass think about this? Well, I, you know, it's like what you said. I thought it was a pretty quality shit post yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> in terms of you know the lyrics the musicianship was surprisingly on point like uh as we were saying in the ch the chat that um their instrumentation is really indicative of uh the smiths uh in a lot of ways maybe a little derivative of the smiths but not uh you know uh not untalented um and the the singer like um definitely uh emo vibes but he reminded me of like uh robert smith of the cure uh so it was an interesting uh flavor to a shit post where it's like all right we can just fuck around and uh, make songs about ed ed and eddie but at the same time we're talented musicians so uh yeah i enjoyed it yeah it's a uh, they've made a lot of shit 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 post songs and on their album uh, Doorcore 101, like all of a sudden, after like three songs, they like, oh, now it's a podcast all of a sudden. And then they just go into playing music again. Like it's just a bunch of friends having a lot of fun, which I feel like that's what music is supposed to be. So I, that's why I love them so much because they're just a bunch of fuckwits having a lot of fun making music but they're also very talented uh billy what do you think about it yeah that's exactly what i was going to say actually is um that i even at their you know most hit posty like there's they're just you know fucking around but it still somehow like really sounds pretty good like, um, I know that the Weezer, um, cover that, uh, you played, like, I was really enjoying that, and even when they're just literally just dicking around, they're, they are talented musicians, and, yeah, I, I could get how it can sound derivative, but it's like all those elements mixed in together, um, you know, are definitely what I want to hear, um, you can go to the original for just, like, the original elements, but you're not going to hear everything mixed together so skillfully. And, you know, on top of that, you have them joking about Ed and Ed, 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 Ed,
I think that these this band is right up my alley. I think that, you know, there's plenty of mu- musicians who are tackling the more serious things. It, you, you need a little bit of levity and a little bit of just, you know, dorks having fun. So this is, this is perfect for that. Um, I think also this is how you do a good shit post too. Um, and I'm sure they have other good shit posts. Um, just like how Horse the Band has pretty good shit post songs too. I think that this is a perfect shit post song. Kevin has big tits. I want to suck his dick. There you go. <laughs> uh, th- this episode of uh, the Music Smoothie is sponsored by uh, uh, My Penis. Uh, my <laughs> Penis, uh, available for thirteen ninety nine a month. Uh, if you use uh, coupon code, the smoothie, you get ten percent off for uh, your first your... ten months. <laughs> is your if wife you... gonna be okay with that? <laughs> well, if you sign a three-year subscription, she's gonna be fine with it. All right, yeah, she's gonna be happy with the money. And you can pay that money to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I haven't added any incentives to the Patreon yet, so but that'll be one. Uh, do you have a Patreon? I actually do. I set one up, but it's it's like very bare bones. Wait, am I do do I have access to any of that money? Like a dollar a month? <laughs> There's no money. <laughs> There's no money, Olaf. <laughs> There's no money. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be. Here, I'll I'll give you a penny for <laughs> for your hard efforts. Yeah. Ven- Venmo him a penny. <laughs> well, let let's put the the one penny incentive. Like you can get free feet pics from me. <laughs> it doesn't sound free. I would love like so many people contributing a penny. <laughs> you just have to send a thousand feet fix feet pics a day. <laughs> No, I'm just gonna send the same feed pics. Oh, okay. Yeah, change the pixels around a little bit so they're not suspicious. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, you guys ready for my next song? Yeah. All right, so uh, this is going to be the opening track from uh, the artist Spelling, uh, the which is the professional name of. Tia Cabral, an artist who is uh, based out of um, Sacramento, California. And uh, this is going to be off of her uh, third album, The Turning Wheel. And uh, the song is called Little Deer. Let's give it a listen.
right, that was Little Deer by uh, experimental pop artist Spelling. And what did you think, Billy? Are you uh, going on with a theme here? First clipping, now spelling. Uh, what's your next song? Uh, sharpening? Uh, no, it's snowing. Oh, <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> no. That'd be so good, though. <laughs> No, this was a this was a good track. Um, I I thought the intro was just a little too long for my liking, but that's my only like real clip criticism, and I guess that's more just my attention span. Um, I I liked how slow this song felt. I liked that it was the notes were drawn out. Um, the singing felt a little drawn out. She has a nice. Uh, voice that goes along melodically with everything else. Um, not much else to say, but a very simple, nice flow song. I mean, it's got to be a little drawn out. It has. To, it's experimental. It's got to be a little wanky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. But if you, especially if you're being experimental, maybe add a little bit more in there and layer it. But. I, I I definitely would have been okay with more layered songs or more layered instruments as the um, as it got drawn out further. I I think it was it was pretty layered as is. I mean, um, you know, not just in the uh, the different uh, horn sections, but also you know, like the. Um... I'm just talking about the intro. Everything else was layered perfectly. Oh, I was gonna say, like, there's the the, yeah, the, the horn yeah. sections, and there's the harp, and the... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything else was layered perfectly. I I was just saying that like the intro just felt a a little like bland after a while. Okay, and that's uh, just like that's just until she starts like singing, and then everything else gets introduced naturally. Okay, um, Olaf, what do you think? Uh, I kind of agree with uh, Billy, but uh, to me it felt like so. If you would take Bjork or Bjork, as you guys would say, and mix it with Katie Bush, and just made it into a kind of non-saying thing in the middle, that's a song. I liked it; it was good, uh, but it also it had the elements of Bjork and also had Katie Bush elements. It didn't really, I don't know this artist beforehand, so, but this specific song kind of sounded like a mix between the two of them uh, without really doing too much of any of those. What makes him unique? Maybe I'm just thinking too much, but. I don't, let's say it's certainly not um, Bjork. I'd see, I'd, I'd, I'd argue, is a lot more. Er, like, early uh, Bjork. Okay. It's, it's very, very reminiscent of early Bjork. Okay. Which I is... was going to say, because Bjork overall is uh, des definitely more avant garde. Um, like, this is definitely just like splashing your toes in. And Bjork is like you know, like balls deep in the uh, experimental music. Yeah. Oh well, I'm Icelandic as well, so uh, 
I've had my fair share of Björk, and I'm not a big fan of Björk. Really? Uh, okay. Katie, Katie Bush, though. Uh, I love Katie Bush. Yeah, she's great. Um, I don't know. It, it's like a modern mix between the two, I think. Well, um, this is the the single from the track, and the it's uh, from the album. It's the first track. I I I do recommend like if you like this at all to, to give the whole album a, a try because it's a great, very well rounded album. Uh, and I say that to the listeners as well. If you like this at all, please listen to the album. When you say Bjork, do you mean Bjork? <laughs> no, I mean. B- uh, it's, I'm, it's I'm the only one who's saying it right. Okay. No, no, no. It's pronounced Bjork. Bjork. Oh, well, it's not pronounced that way. It's pronounced. It's, pronou- <laughs> it's Bjork. Well, Olaf's gonna kill you. You can say it whichever way you want, but it's Bjork. <laughs> Billy Bjork. <laughs> All right. That. Okay, who's next? Uh, <laughs> it's me. It's me, right? Yeah, Billy, yep. shut up and play a song. Oh, shit. Um, all right. I am playing a song, guys. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> I, I love how I put this in just in case, and it was just like... Bajork. Bajork. I'm going to play something from Bajork, guys. I really like that Bajork when she hits photographers. Bajork is great. Um, 10 out of 10 song from Bajork. Uh, this is Color Revolt. That's color spelled the wrong way. Um, wow. Just just joking. I, I like it. Really, it's really uh, insulting every culture tonight. <laughs> no, I, I actually like it spelled with the U. It looks cool. Um, this is Color Revolt. Um, they... Uh, they got together as high school uh, students in um, Jackson Academy in Jackson, um, and they, uh, you know, th- they were formed around two thousand five. Um, they uh, they have a really fun like two thousands like feel to them as like that rock um, indie rock alternative rock kind of vibe. I don't know. I I feel like I'm always saying I'm bringing an indie rock song. Uh, I wouldn't say this is like an indie rock song, but why does everything feel like it's just like classified under indie rock when I look it up on Wikipedia? It's, I feel like I'm going to look up Bjork and it's going to say indie rock. Obviously, I, it wouldn't, but anyway. Well, to paraphrase the independent rock. Well, that's what it originally meant, but now it's got an actual like stylistic meaning. Yeah, well, you know, that's a whole thing. Yeah, it, it's just I guess what I'm all, all I'm trying to say is like there's there is that independent rock, but then it's just like even stuff that's not independent anymore is classified under it. There's just it's it's its own big beast that probably needs to be classified even more. We can get point. into that after this, because uh, yeah, I have yeah. uh, a lot of uh, things when it comes to that that I've read up on. Okay, yeah, honestly, yeah, that's why I kind of bring it up, too, because it is something that is brought up a good bit. Um, 
anyway, let us listen to the song. Like I said, this has very 2000s vibes for me. But it's not just because it's obviously from 2000s. This is Blood in Your Mouth by Color of All.
Blood in Your Mouth by Color Revolt. Uh, what did you think, Olaf? Good indie song. Indie rock is uh, my favorite genre. I love the guitars. They um, they had good the guitars, like, uh, I don't know what you call it in English, like, Lions, we call them lions, like slings. Um, it's a good song. I I really appreciate appreciated it. It was very good. Nice. Uh, do you want to go on? Um, or let's hear Laz first, and then we can talk about Andy a little bit more. Um, go ahead, Laz. Um, sure. It's funny because I, at first I was going to like uh, brush this band off and say, "Well, it sounds fairly like a uh, fairly generic, fairly indicative." Like, uh, reminded me of a lot of the stuff I I listened to in high school, and then, um, they uh, managed to sneak some flavor in there, and and it definitely uh, grew and developed over the course of the song. And uh, yeah, by the end of it, I I really was enjoying it. I I detected like hints of um, absolutely. I thought it was funny that you really wanted to um, explore the subject of uh, the the genre of indie rock, and this is a um, a pretty great uh, specimen of it, honestly, um, for that kind of dissection. Because uh, you know, indie rock is, I feel like. Um, I don't know if if you if you looked up the the definition, you know, like it would uh, really um, mention this, but it's really it really to me it feels like, um, all right, well, short history lesson, um, in the early two thousands, uh, after you know, like new metal had had its time, uh, and sort of like um, fizzled out, there was a, a revival of uh, like garage rock which was really popular in the 60s, but it really came back in the early 2000s with bands like um, the White Stripes and the Strokes, and um, which were directly like blues-inspired, like early rock was. And um, like uh, the White Stripes even covered uh, quite a few blues, uh, classic blues songs. And um, I could definitely detect... Uh, and then indie rock... Um, was uh, definitely an extension of that, like later on it becoming more of um, the um, just less uh, processed, less, uh, you know, more underground. Um, uh, they play with the clean guitars as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's, but it was uh, not nearly as uh, produced. But um, so it it had this very um, very unique, um, very um, 
what's the word um let the music speak for itself really yeah yeah the the uh it had had a great texture i think is the word i was trying to say it uh, like a lot of um really good indie rock it it has uh this very um uh unique raw un unprocessed just sort of like in your face um very aggressive but also not over the top with it just very um natural and emotional and I can appreciate that all day. Indie, um, the, the the term indie was first coined in the 80s. And it was at that time mostly referred to like uh, punk and post-punk. You know, like the um, stuff that was just like creeping by under the radar. And uh, it's it the term, as most um, music terms or terms in general, evolved over time. Um, and uh, it's started to refer to like uh, alternative rock that uh, didn't fit into a nice little bubble and um and then uh, after um alternative rock became a thing in the late 80s uh, with bands like uh, the stone roses which great bands two albums if you haven't listened to those albums please do um they're they're great uh, i really don't like um Oh, I I don't know if I should get into that, but I don't like um, much of the um, lead singer's new stuff. I think it's it's pretty boring, in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some flack for that. But yeah, after you know, uh, alternative uh, indie started to refer to grunge, and um, you know the garage rock that I talked about earlier, and uh, um, yeah, now it's it's really its own thing in indie rock. That was, yeah, now there's different classifications. There's in there's the broader term indie, which can be like I I mean I usually think of like um Death Cab for Cutie when I when I think of just the term indie, because it's not quite rock, it's not quite pop. It's it's pop, really. But uh I you know, I digress. Yeah, you do see uh plenty of indie that can be labeled as pop uh i mean i i guess an easy example for me all right off the top of my head is at this point parsi address was a very indie band and is now is now still indie but it, it can be considered pop as well yeah and i mean it was really uh inspired by a lot of uh college rock radio stations which uh used to be like really popular and i think some of them still are uh, but you know, radio isn't isn't what it used to be. Um, <laughs> um, sort of what happens. Everything cool gets co-opted by uh, and become uh, more capitalist, and you know, all the all the fun parts of it start to rot away a little bit. But <laughs> there's still there's still some good stuff out there. Like like this is pretty good. It it unfortunately. I don't think they've released anything since 2010, and I don't think they're going to. <laughs> they break up? Probably. I'm, I'm looking for it, but I... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why did you say wait, wait, wait? Pro probably they've broken up because the, the head member... The, the, not head member, but one of the, the members... One of the members, possibly the singer... Uh, Coppenbarger, uh, Jesse Coppenbarger, interesting name, 
has recorded a new solo album, El Obo, um, uh, released June twelfth, twenty twenty. You know, I I think that brings another interesting thing up, just about how I personally like find music most of the time, and it, it'll be like stuff like this. Like I'll I'll see um, members of the band like go into other bands and um, like we'll see related artists in Spotify and it just all always like barrel rolls into something bigger. Um, finding new interesting bands that, uh, that's how I found cursive was a related artist and I love Cur cursive and I'll probably bring one of their songs eventually. I, um, and uh, also, like, things like this, too. Uh, there's a couple of YouTubers I follow who um, do a good job of, like, um, playing and sharing bands from, like, Bandcamp. So, like, it, it is really essential to find sources of music or sources who play music that you like. Absolutely. I'm back. And uh, there's a lot of great stuff on Bandcamp. That yeah, uh, just really flies under the radar. Um, yeah, it's the perfect place for like oh, obscure yeah. band stuff. Camp, that, there's a lot of good right music on. on there. I, I haven't heard of them. Uh, there's that a band really on there I like that's called the AK Four Seven Fours. What uh, what does fascist punk music uh, sound make, like? Like anti-fascist anti punk music? No, no, no. I, I was just making awesome. a joke. What what would fascist punk music sound like? Um, the Sex Pistols. The sex whistle. No, <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's the joke. <laughs> All right, future Laz. Oh, I wouldn't I normally editorialize really something yeah, like the, this, the, but I think it's important to say that uh, well, a lot of is a fascist uh, hardcore days. punk could have been considered uh, right wing yeah, or fascist, as it, it may be. Back then, but. Um, Hence the uh, Dead Kennedys song, uh, Nazi Punks Fuck Off. They, they led. So, yeah. Sid Vicious, he would go around with like a swastika well, on his t shirt in Jewish a, yeah, communities and too, like so just. Oh, no, he's just, uh, you know, provoking people because fuck the system, right? Just cringe. I think uh, all you need to know about Sid Vicious yeah, is that I, I, uh, he was one I of the I don't think they were. Of, uh, like, when it comes to punk, punk culture, um, Sex Pistols is not a tried good to kick out example all the girls. of that. Because he's an asshole. He's also, he was a really, really shitty musician. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I know the Sex Whistle used to yeah. unplug his bass guitar because he funny that he didn't notice. Couldn't really play it. it shows so like they how would much just of an ego un you can have where you think you're so good. No one would notice if like, oh he was God, unplugged is this guy or here? not. I mean, I I played bass in bands before, and yeah, but you, yeah, be you can't really bass. hear um, your bass that well because the guitar kind of takes over, especially if you're on stage playing. But 
on on records, like when you're recording, they didn't let him do that either. Like someone else would be like, nah, let me just record your bass lines. That's when you can actually hear them. Oh, I will. Uh, I'll say real quick. Um, if he did like this song, um, I'll uh, say that no. Nah. Which uh, the the Cradle no. is a pretty good album from them, and their EP. Um, I think it, it should be. Um, where I'm sorry, you can edit this out. Fuck. Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry, I got a little. I just was trying to be quick, but then, oh, their EP is just called Colorful. That's what this um, song's from, and that EP has all bangers. Um, that's all I wanted to say. I, I like to just put in recommendations so someone doesn't like find something shit and then like say, "Oh, I'm not listening to this shit." Uh, Paul. Uh, which album? The EP. How many smoothies out of ten? Oh, Billy, w- w- probably eight point five that smoothies. It's a good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the EP, like out of ten. Personally, yeah. yeah. What they what it's. Oh, that's a pretty good. Um, I mean, that's a pretty eight, good. Song. Eight point five yeah. out of ten. You, you can call an EP an album. That's fine. That's oh, like my bad. That that, that must play, mean it's a It's not a single. Great album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to it a good bit before. We just started, so it's not a full maybe album, it should be uh, more of an, an EP eight, an album but as well, solid eight. Well, but yeah, it's it's really replayable for me. Uh, I I really like their stuff. Uh, Plunder, Beg, and Curse. I should have just said all all their stuff because Plunder, Beg, and Curse is a, a little better than the Cradle. Actually, I'm a fucking idiot. Carve out my cock for the holidays. Thanks. Um, what does Olaf uh, have to say about my cock? Eight out of ten smoothies. <laughs> oh, Thank oh you. shit! All right, Olaf, what do you got for us now? Oh, it's a great cock. Yep. Uh, nah, it's a nine out of ten smoothies. What's it spelled like? Uh, last song. This is an Antibus. I don't know. Is it called Antibus internationally? This is Antibus is um, a medicine that use like if you have uh, if you're an alcoholic, basically. So uh, this song is called Antibus. It's by Maktovishkan. Which is a Swedish punk shoegaze band, and um, yeah, well, let's just listen to it. You, you're gonna love it. Uh, 
Uh, hopefully.
this song has one on Spotify at least. It has 1.4 million views and uh, uh, listens. I guess uh, that's probably one of their most listened to songs. Their most popular song right now has 600,000, and number 10 is 500,000. So it's they're usually under the 1,000 mark. Uh, 1 million mark, I'm sorry. Uh, so Are, um, it's all a their Swedish songs kind of like structured like from in a similar Gotham way, or at least this fast paced uh, as well. A lot of cool indie, indie songs. Yeah. Uh well so they 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 released uh, let's see uh so they the first three albums they it was called just called Maktavashian, Maktavashian 2, Maktavashian 3 and then they made another one that was uh for Alting not or whatever. Labeled. Uh which they just called something else, just Maktavashkan again. Uh, yeah, for allting. That means uh, for everything. And it's it's very good, very good music. If you like punk or yeah, I um. I'll I'll just go and, first and say like this was a really rad listen like it was perfect the energy and fast pacedness of it and I uh, really enjoyed her singing along with everything I think just her energy that she brings to the song along with the energy already present in the song is what really um is what really captures the spirit of it. Uh, if that makes any sense. I mean, I just feel like, especially if you are, you know, going through a heartbreak, this would be the perfect thing to listen to. Because um, it really just brings out all of that energy from you that's existing. And um, I really felt like those fuck yous. It's just really perfect for that mindset. Um, and it's really easy to jive with the spirit of this song is all i'm really trying to say um pretty good listen i really don't have much else to say about it but i will be checking out their stuff yeah i agree with that um she says, um, Evelina, you broke my heart, hung me up and stabbed me down. And I don't want, I don't know what to say. So fuck you, fuck you. It's, um, I can yeah. definitely see the passion there. Because when you're yeah. going through heartbreak, fuck you Evelina, don't dude. really know I, what to I say. You just want to yeah. say, fuck you. You broke or, my heart too. Like, you she hurt me. You hurt me bad. <laughs> and. 14 hours in the surgery room. Uh, <laughs> well, is that about, <laughs> is that about your broken cock? Yeah. What do you think about no, the song? Uh, uh, 
it's it's a short song, so I'll I'll um I'll keep my opinion short. Uh, Jesus Christ, I I I didn't uh, expect it it to be that that fun of a you know like a um a you know just like a sh- a short you know fun pop song. I man, it was good. I enjoyed. I feel like they definitely deserve more listens, like you were implying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of these uh, Swedish bands that sing in international languages, like uh, to quote Henrik Bergeren, who is the singer of Brother Daniel that I played on the first podcast I was on, he once said that English is the native language of rock music. That's why they made all their songs in English. And yeah, I th- yeah, I feel like a lot of true. Swedish like rocks acts are still playing and singing in English because that that is the native language of rock music. Uh, and sometimes maybe they have a hard time expressing themselves is in a language that that is not their native language, but. Yeah, I, I I feel like English is the native language of um, rock music. That's the native tongue for rock music. If you want to make rock music, you have to sing in English. That is uh, that is true for for most of it. It's not necessarily Hopefully that won't last forever. A rule or a law, but. I mean, you know, if even you want to make rock music, you rock music, sing in English. I think that I think is the, the point how you got to go about it. You know, definitely the the first. So there's still a lot of power, you know, in singing, you know, rock music in English. But, you know, like there's, there's rock music in, in every language now. Oh, yeah. I just mean, I would like I would like it to be more conventional at uh, another point, hopefully soon, where, you know, it would be easier for us like i'm sure it's easier for um someone who's living in sweden like yourself olaf to be listening to uh english like english uh rock music in that language but you don't hear very many people in america listening to something that's not in english so i'm just saying hopefully that would be uh move more conventionally eventually Like now, like the whole thing as as part of the Yo, podcast. Can I play a song from my old band? Well, um, we're we're finishing yeah, yeah. up because like, it's Mike's like uh, turn next. Did how do you feel about bringing it next time? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Next time we'll have more people listen to it too. Okay, because yeah, we're we're definitely open to it. All right, I'll put you in yeah, next time. yeah. I don't want to make you feel like we're not. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll I'll bring you next time. Oh, shit. What the fuck? That sucks. 
Yeah, yeah you're, you're gonna have to tell them. Nah, that's that's okay. okay they kicked yeah. me out anyways yeah. and stole all my songs. Yeah, let's so let's that's... play it for everyone next next time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I made a, yeah. a bunch of good songs. I, I just so, don't want to extend so this episode because we're already on like the two well, and a half hour mark in just ten minutes. All right, I got a, a song right. to wrap us up. Um, this is um the live version of um USA, uh by um Jeff Rosenstock, uh who was uh. Uh, best known for his work with um, the uh, the punk bands Bomb the Music Industry and uh, the Arrogant Sons of Bishes, but uh, this is uh, one of his solo. I love this song. You know the song? Yes, I love Jeff Rosenstock. It's so funny because I was going to bring, I'm so sorry to derail you, but I was going <laughs> to bring No Dream uh next episode <laughs> oh god i'm sorry no you're okay you're okay this is a, this is a good song too okay i'm sorry <laughs> no no it, jeff rosen's talk is great <laughs> go ahead <Okay. laughs> oh shit all right i hate that this keeps happening though all right here's uh here's usa by <laughs> jeff rosenstein Doctor down, Johnny Land dejected Crash foaming cream, stricken and exhausted Trapped in my room while the house was burning To the motherfucking ground I saw the sign, but it was misleading I fought the law, but the law was cheating Screaming for help, but somebody thinks I'll never need a settle down Let's be honest, you tell me was it you? Try to find me, clean up that phrase 
Ever since I got my seat up. Am I the least tired uh, here right now? <laughs> I'm not pretty tired at anyway, all. Anyway, uh, this is... I love Jeff Rosenstock. He is so good. Um, I would fuck him. Um, it, this is just such a good uh, song. Um, I love what you were saying, Olaf, in the chat. Just with... This song goes through so many phases. And... Phases is what I love in a song, um, as you could probably notice. Uh, I do. I I love a good chorus, but I love also things that lead up to a chorus that feels well well built upon. And that ending of this track with just the 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 USA part, um, the you can hear them saying that the tired and the bored part and the in the background it just feels like everything was culminating to that point in this song and just it's all been about um it's all been about like where they're from and who they are and it, i think there's so much more there's so much reincorporations in the song there's, there's there's just so much stuff in this song that every time I listen to it. It's such a fun track. He has, um, you know, I, I think like, I forget what kind of like, this is usually called like power pop, right? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it, this does usually get referred to as that. And right, there's just so much energy that he brings to the table. Yes, in his songs, and I I love that. I, obviously, I, I love it because I was gonna bring one of his tracks eventually. Um, I uh, there's just a there's a couple songs that I would like to recommend real quick. Um, if this if this is like something that you like, because I've I've listened to this discography multiple multiple times, and I'll just say. He, it's so good. We beg to explode is good. Festival song is good. Staring at the wind out the window at your old apartment is good. Um, you in weird cities is good. Nausea is good, obviously. Um, I'll probably miss a couple. Sorry. USA is good, of course. We just listened to it. All this useless energy is so good. Nine out of ten is so good. Um, and then this newest album that just came out, No Dream. I love this album, especially because it was like came out during uh, COVID time or when COVID was at its peak. And it's just like, it felt like really good to just listen to this manic, angry energy. Um, and, you know, No Dream is so good. Um, State Line is so fun, um, and Ohio Turnpike is pretty good, and The Beauty of Bre Breathing is really good. I'll just always come back to these songs. Sorry to ramble on about this, but I just want to make sure he's... He already gets, you know, everything gets up to, like, lower than a million at least, but he he definitely is such a good, talented musician, and I always want him to get... Um, you know, more, more listens. Sorry, go ahead, Olaf.
No, like, yeah, well, like I was saying, this song, it, it felt like it was going through many phases, and I loved that, and was building up towards this, uh, this anxiety-filled climax that I really, really like, because that's really how I go about my life. Uh, I'm just going through phases and then it just builds up into something bad <laughs> really and I, l I love music that can really put words and 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 tunes to what I'm going through um because I'm not I'm not a healthy person at this point in my life I'm very anxious and it feels like I'm going through these phases that this song really put words and and melodies and and sound to. I really liked it. It was a really good song. So thank you so much for for playing it for us. I I could really. This song really resonated with me in a sense. In the music, at least. I didn't really... I have a hard time <clears throat> putting lyrics in my head the first time I listened to a song. So I couldn't really figure that out. But the way this song will, was right, built really and, like it is that kind and of what it that just, like, uh, was building people, towards, you know, like, I, I, it really resonated or... with me. Um... But yeah, I, I I do think it's a it's a bit uh, disappointing that people when they talk about Jeff Rosenstock, they usually talk about like his uh, his first couple of albums, which don't get me wrong, they're great. But um, yeah, I uh, I just listened to No Dream recently, and it's 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 pretty great. I I do recommend it. Um, uh, there's no more thoughts. Head empty. Um, I I'll say real quick. I just looked it up. Um, he said you uh, USA is a song that tries to put into words the anti-Trump singer's feelings the day after the 2016 election. I think um, uh, especially like while it's building up to the USA part, it's about uh, he's talking a little bit about um, the like the promises and how he just feels jilted by America, especially. Um, not to, you know, trump on anyone's um, interpretations, but I just was interested after hearing what Olaf said and wanted to, like, look at the lyrics and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I, could, I could definitely see that. Um, okay, that's, that's very cool. I'm, I'm glad you looked into that then. Okay. Um, all right, I guess that wraps it up for tonight, everyone. <sighs> Let's uncoil ourselves and uh, slowly unravel, and uh, it'll be just like you're pulling on my sweater until I'm naked, lying on the floor, lying on the floor. I've come undone. <laughs> <laughs> I've come undone. I've come undone. It, sure, yeah. Yeah. I, Too I bad. Like a, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Too bad they made more than five albums. Am I right, guys? 
<laughs> That's a good album, though. <laughs> Weezer doesn't count. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. My five album theory, I don't uh, think it applies to Weezer, though. Yeah, everyone loves Pinkerton. I think they made Blue well, Album was good. Out, but now everyone loves Pinkerton. Uh, what was because, the next one called? You know, like a handful fucking of people were like, well, Pinkerton. Actually, this is good. And then everyone else is like, oh, fuck. I'm no, an idiot. everyone hated then, Pinkerton you know, when they came out. And they were like, okay, yeah, it's good. It it you does fall under my five you're, album you're theory. It it, originally said it, five, it fits uh, within or you implied a band can five, never five, make more seconds. than five good albums. Not no well no. Did I? No. I said like like if you look at Nirvana, they only made three albums. What about uh, uh, Beatles? Only made I, uh, four albums, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, Sabbath. No one Sabbath. can make more than five good albums. Yes, their uh, their eponymous album is great. Um, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath is great. Um, what about Genesis? Uh, did they even make Genesis. one good album? Well, they made a couple bad albums. Well, um, yeah. Uh, what do we got? We got um, Foxtrot is great. Uh, Abacab is is pretty good. Yep. Uh, but they didn't make five more than five good albums. Visible Touch, Genesis, We Can't Dance. We Can't Dance is good. I think it's whatever. It's fine. Um. I was gonna say like the good stuff, like uh, 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 "Trick of the Tail." Um, oh, I think they fall within the five great albums. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, Did I'm they make five great oh, albums? Oh fuck! What about? Oh wait, let me. You know what? Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up, and then because I'm just thinking of. Did it make more than five? Great albums. Uh, off, the dome. off the dome. All right, yeah. Invisible Touch. Uh, the, no, I wouldn't count Genesis. That album's fine. It's whatever. Duke. Duke is good. Duke is really good. Um, off the dome. All right, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight good albums. Yes. Yes. I knew Genesis was going to fall under it because they yeah. were pumping shit out. Yeah. That's not like the uh, and great I albums. Couple, you know, great it's not like albums. I was reading down the line. What about um, what's another classic rock band that was pumping shit out? Yes. What about Yes? Yes doesn't have five good albums. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
What about King Crimson? The Smiths doesn't have five albums. Uh, I think he means see. King Crimson. I mean King Crimson. Well, what do you, what do you mean when you say King Crimson? He, he means the the Robert Fripp yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, the so, first uh, yeah, the like first in, act in that was Crimson King Crimson King. is not the same band that made the Robert second Fripp and third and fourth and fifth and sixth album. Um. <laughs> that was not the same band that made the second Wait, album. <laughs> All right, I think we better wrap this up. We could go on. I I don't think it we counts. Could talk about this. It's hours. not the same band. Yeah, we, we could. Should, uh, we should. Yeah, I'm we'll moving have, the we'll have an episode little, dedicated but... to your theory eventually. Yeah, we'll just. I I I have said I'd like. <laughs> okay, um, I I'd like. I think my theory holds holds water anyways. Cause there, there's always like a little little thing I, that I, like um, well like you know like, um, you know there's a little uh, asterisk to to each like each one of the albums that are not the fifth one. Cool. Of course, they'd have to be shorter. Yeah. Two. One. I, Let me just say one thing. It's pretty good. The Smashing Pumpkins. How many good albums did they drop? Nope. Wait. What's it called? Uh, that one is good, but also. Gish. Melancholy Gish is, is the only good album that they ever dropped. Is it? I don't think it is. I think a hot take is saying that all of them are good. <laughs> yeah. That is a hot take. Do you think that is a pretty uh, hot take? It was a double, wasn't it? Ron Coley yeah. had how many songs? This is like. Some... Yeah. On Spotify, it's a fucking triple. Four, it was like a 22, 22 track thought, album. Uh, Melancholy was was, uh, was oh, just wait. fine. I, I did listen to a lot of, it a lot in Disc high school. five? What the hell? Oh, these are just... Uh, Billy Corgan. Yeah, I can't stand his voice. Ah, <laughs> Can't, I, I can't really stand. What's, what's his name? The fucking bald. Yeah, I can't stand. Emptiness is loneliness. We have been gone for a ride. <laughs> Suck my dick, you stupid son. This is loneliness and loneliness. The goddess and the goddess empty. Just like me. <laughs> Shut up. Way to sum it up. Good night, everyone. He's cr he's cringe. That was the the music smoothie for you. See ya.
All right. Yeah, I hope you, we got a we got a Peace. good time for you tonight. I'm in this movie. I'm twisting around, getting blended. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that particular blend of mu the music smoothie. And uh, remember to like us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, follow us on Twitter at um, T Music Smoothie. Um, and. Uh, our uh, email is uh, music smoothie podcast if you want to send us anything uh, we are on patreon as the music smoothie if you like what you hear and uh, you would like us to record uh, consistently every week um, and uh, other than that uh, you know listen to us anywhere on your favorite streaming service and uh, our music uh, use is all fair use under the media criticism clause of fair use and I uh, hope you guys uh, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you next time. Doing mother is my life, my one life.